This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kind of Funny Games cast. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the future class of video games, a.k.a. the OK Beast. Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. What's up, Greg? Not much, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah? I appreciate you not taking off the Valentine's Day sweater all day. Uh, it's, it's half a Valentine's Day sweater, half a Halloween sweater. Christmas? It's from HalloweenTheCostumes.com. Mm. And so I'm, I think that's I'm just fun.com. I think it's just fun.com. It's fun.com for sure if you want the shorthand for it. But I type in sure. Halloween costumes every single time because that's how big of a fan I am of the holiday. Oh, I see. Yeah. I didn't understand <laughs> I mean, that's how you Any got chance to it. I can get to type in Halloween in full, I do it, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Of course, we're joined by the Hispanic heartthrob, Texas treat, Latino heat, clicking heads and ripping them to shreds. The globe trotting, head shotting, rooting, tooting, nitro rifle from twitch.tv, Andy Cortez. Hispanic Heritage Month is the, uh, the month where Twitch says, hey, no more 50-50 for you all super rich folks. Or no more 70-30 split for the rich folks. 50-50 now. And now Hispanic Heritage Month will also be the month that Overwatch 2 just absolutely botched a fucking launch. Pissed off, Greg. It's a bad month for Do you think the, DD, the DDoS attack was somehow mitigated and spurred on by Hispanic Heritage Month? Do you think it was an attack on you? Do you think it's a hate <laughs> Damn, you hate to see it, but now they can get per- prosecuted for two things. That's pretty great. Yeah. You know? Get them there, double down on it. And of course, she's the game playing marathon running roller skating janet garcia hello janet hello i'm also hispanic happy hispanic heritage month and i'm sorry you, Andy. are you upset about the overwatch 2 hate crime as well then um i have to be for solidarity purposes so yes <laughs> united front here on gamescast fair enough fair enough uh janet looking very spooky today i appreciate the commitment thank you very much for that yeah, I, I think she gets the compliment, a... but I, I just get called Valentine's You're wearing Day a Valentine's Day sweater. Why can't you just it's, ha- let me have something nice? So why do you have to, do you have to immediately warp it? it? Mm-hmm. And like, scared, it has sure. creepy text that says, yeah, I... I only have eyes for you. But that's a Valentine's like Day it. thing. That's not, that's not a holiday. holiday, it, looks holiday like, it looks like it's green eggs and ham. Like green eggs. It looks like it's like the, like the egg yolk is green. That's all I'm... <laughs> That's all he did. Andy, that was going so poorly, he decided just to leave the podcast. He was like, fuck it. Whatever whatever point Andy was trying to make was going so poorly, he just abandoned the podcast. That's what happens. That's what happens when you hate on the King of Halloween. My chest is get you. Andy, you're back. Do you have my back? I see. I hear you just restarted. OBS just had to restart. What I was saying is that the eyeballs look like the eyeballs look like like eggs, like uh, Mm -hmm. like the white the white yolk. Or the green yep. is the no, yolk. We've seen an egg. We've seen an egg. We know what it is. It looks like an egg, yeah. <laughs> I'm taking away you're putting down. Okay. There's the happy other Valentine's part. Happy, mm-hmm. happy Halloween. King, the king of Valentine's Day, blessing Eddie O.J. Jr. That's I mean, I, I can be that time. too, you know? No, you can be one of them, and that's what you are, right? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. 
Got three different games to preview tonight. We're not having this argument right now. Uh, if you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Kind of Funny Games cast. Each and every week, we come at you with the nerdy video game news and opinions we like to talk about. We got previews. We got reviews. We got everything under the video game sun. And if you want to support that, you can head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny or patreon.com slash games. We've unified the, the Patreons. Now you can get all the perks under one thing. You go there. You give us 10 bucks. Guess what? You could be watching live right now like Keegan is, Omega is, Mom, I'm on TV, R. Of course, if you're watching live, comment and have some fun. You get the show ad-free. You get to have a good time. You can hang out with us. Of course, it's now free to write in. You can write into the Kind of Funny Gamescast at kindoffunny.com slash gamescast. And if you want those exclusive bonus episodes, you can also get those over on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. But if you've got no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. There's a number of free ways to support us. Number one, gamers. Why not use the Epic Game Store uh, creator code kindoffunny whenever you're buying something on the Epic Game Store or playing something like Rumbleverse or Fortnite on your Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, Wherever you are, you can enter the creator code kind of funny and get us a few bucks even without having to pay any more. And if you're just downloading something for free, it's all there. It's great. It's fantastic. And it's free for you and it's good for us. And yay, everybody. And you want the show for free, youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe each and every week for a brand spanking new episode. Blessing, you smell that? I smell that. What's that smell? It's review season. It's review, it review season, season, everybody. We are here. The fall is heating up, and the reviews are coming. So prepare yourself for a lot of games casts, a lot of reviews, and, of course, a lot more. What more, you might say? Well, housekeeping will tell you it's finally happening. Friday, the 14th of October, we are moving into the spare bedroom, our 5,000-square-foot state-of-the-art studio in San Francisco, and you're invited to the marathon stream to end all marathon streams. It all starts at 10 a.m. Pacific. Cisco will be there. James and Elise Willems will be there. Janet, will you be there? Yes. And we'll be doing some of your favorite bits live while funding a whole bunch of brand new kind of funny content. You don't want to miss it. Friday, October 14th at 10 a.m. Pacific. However... That means that next week's going to be very different. Monday the 10th, we're going to record Kind of Funny Games Daily and then the final Kind of Funny podcast from home. But all other content, except for Greg's, that's me, Greg Ways, the vlogs on Patreon, will be canceled. So there'll be nothing happening on any of the channels, uh, basically Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday, the big old stream. You don't want to miss it. Take the day off work. You're going to have a great time. Uh, on top of that, like I said, we shuffle the Patreons and our streaming schedules. Kind of Funny Games Daily and our daily live streams of video games are now both on Twitch and YouTube. That's right, both, same time, simulcast. And then if you miss them live and you ever want to catch them later, everything's on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games Archive. So Kind of Funny Plays has been fired off into the sun until we need that one day. You know what I mean, Bless? I know what you mean. R.I.P. Thanks, buddy. Thanks to our Patreon producers, id underscore Raven, Fargo Brady on YouTube, Delaney Twining, James Hastings, and Casey Andrew. Today we're brought to you by NZXT Canvas Gaming Monitors and Chime. We'll tell you about that later. We have a trio of previews today, ladies and gentlemen. Gotham Knights, Super Mario Brothers 5, and Overwatch 2. Andy, you would not shut up about the old Overwatch. Overwatch 2 has been here, and I can only assume you've put in hundreds of hours already. Oh, man. man. Hundreds of seconds, Greg. Mm. Hundreds What's of seconds. What's going on over there? What's going on, big dog? So, Overwatch 2, just an absolutely terrible launch. And I feel really bad for them, because not only were they hit with the usual, this game is free to play, it's going to be hard to get in. Sure, you're going to have people, yeah, you're going to have to wait, yeah. But I believe they are experiencing their second or maybe third DDoS attack, which is causing even more server issues. Last night, I was able to play all night, which is fantastic. Um, sure. After several games, 
in America servers, we then found out, hey, guess what? All them people across the pond, they're asleep right now. Time to take their servers. So we started playing on EU servers. Had a blast. It was a great time. Um, Try to log on this morning, and here I am thinking, okay, 24 hours removed from this. Blessing, they got it sorted. Me blessing Snowbike Mike were trying to play yesterday, an absolute disaster. But surely, 24 hours later, we'll be in the clear. Piece Absolutely not in the clear. Exactly. Maybe worse. I don't know, Greg. It may be worse. Wow. I was uh, I've heard it's giving you viruses now, is what I heard. Um, that's that's not true. true, right? Okay, that's I was about to say, I was like, wait, really? <laughs> no, that's not true. Um, no, but, well, you know, I was able to play enough last night. My thoughts on the overall game have not changed a whole lot from the preview period. Okay. When we were in the early access, the game is still great as hell. When it when it runs great and you have a nice team with you, like it's even getting our asses whooped, I was still having a blast. Um, and I think that just speaks to how solid the game is as a whole. It's still a really, really damn good multiplayer shooter. And if you are not the type of person who is super into like fragging out, there's there's a role out there for you. Um, so let's stop I, right there, because you have what I like to think of two of the most brilliant minds in video games on this podcast, myself and Janet. And of oh. course, we share a mind and we, you know, we like the same things. So we powerful. don't like the same thing. Exactly. That's when that's why there's two separate ones. That's the thing. We're like, we Both back each other's data working together. We back each other's <laughs> data up. So if one of us ever falls mm-hmm. two total earlier <laughs> two today, total on kind of funny games daily earlier today, on kind of funny games daily blessing was trying to make a pitch that I could find someone to like in overwatch too, that I could find a hero. Do you buy this? Is this something yeah. I should be investigating? I mean, I'd say, I'd say not for you. Thank like, you. you have you have a child. Mm-hmm. You have Damn, Destiny. Child. To me, then. You have Destiny two that you're neglecting. Sure. Um, and Get ready for Ghostbusters. Yeah, like you're, you're. I think you have too much on your plate right now. But I think in general, for somebody like Janet, for somebody like sure, anybody who's like on the fringe of like, wow, it's free to play now. The community's really stoked about it. Once the servers start working and once we start arresting all these DDoS fucks, I'm hunting y'all down, all right? Anyway, um, once the servers are back up and running, Real quick, I think remember, if you role... are one of the If you are one of the DDoS fucks, remember, kind of funny you didn't say that. Andy did. Twitch.tv slash Andy Cortez. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I, uh, I think there's a role out there for everybody. I think okay. that if you are not super accurate and you've never felt like you've been good at multiplayer shooters but you like the idea of them like there's there's been tons of moments like that where back in the day i'd be like oh right the new call of duty game time to hop in and i was on consoles like i fucking suck at this shit dude like everybody's just so much better (laughs) and i wish it wasn't a miserable experience i think if you queue up with people and you find a role where it isn't requiring you to be insanely accurate there are characters that you just throw a healing orb on and you let them heal while you do it like i just i i have a lot of fun in every different role that i'm playing whether it's tank healer or damage and i think that i think there's a healer out there for everybody um the game's just so solid they added a new hero that is available now that we were able to test during the preview period um a couple weeks ago or whatever that was sure they have new maps a brand new mode um is it still overwatch one yes i i still think it's very much just overwatch one and that's the number one thing people will say when they come into your twitch chat to try to be funny is this just overwatch one super funny joke guys uh super funny 
it, no, that's twitch.tv slash Andy Cortez talking shit to you. Not not kind of funny. It's the core game. Yeah, give me your prime sum. Um, it's the core <laughs> game at it at its core. It's still the same game, but it's five v five now. There's less people to manage. There's less worrying about like, and it's just if you're a healer, you have less people to worry about. I think it's like an overall less cluttered experience. Blessing, have you been able to hop in at all? Have you tried no. since yesterday? I oh, have we tried, tried today a little bit. Yeah, we tried today before the stream because the plan was to do... We were supposed to play Overwatch 2 yesterday during that stream and then play again today during today's stream. And it was that thing where I spent, what, two hours or so in the call with you guys yesterday just trying repeatedly And Mike to get was in, the game. somehow. And Mike was able to get in. And it's the fucked up... It's the, it's <laughs> the fucked up thing Overwatch of... Overwatch fan. That's why they got him in. Hayden. It's the fucked up thing of the servers were supposed to go live at noon Pacific time. And somehow Mike made it in at 11.30 Pacific time. He made it in before the servers were even <laughs> supposed to open. And he was playing games Overwatch 2. And since then, me and Andy were trying to get in. And the whole time I had bad luck. I left like an hour and a half, two hours in. I, I assume, Andy, you were trying to get in still the whole time without any, any luck. Is we that switched to Destiny. We, we switched, switched to Destiny. Destiny. Yeah. And then the same thing happened today where like before the stream, we're like, all right, let's try this. Let's do this. And then... It just wasn't working, and I think quickly on, you guys were like, "All right, let's just do, let's just do Destiny. Let's not even try it for the whole stream this time." Yeah, we we kind of read it and understood that this was not this is going to be another no go. I didn't yeah. want to make the whole stream about that again. Um, and it, it's such a bummer because like it's such a you bummer. Know, you mentioned you mentioned it being that thing of all right, this is it's an iterative Overwatch, right? This is uh, the way I've been looking at it is as Overwatch 2.0, right? Where it isn't from the ground up, brand new video game, right? It is working off of all. Uh, so much of the groundwork, so much of the, the structure of Overwatch 1, so much so that you could have branded this as a huge update, and I think it would have probably given the same um, appeal, right? Like, you are playing as the same heroes, they have the same abilities, a lot of the same maps, right? But, like, so much of it has been touched, right? So many maps are now, you know, this is in daytime, now it's in nighttime, right? This is in nighttime, now it's in daytime. Hey, there different are... Different heroes are different classes now, different heroes have exactly. different abilities now. Uh, they've tuned it a, a whole lot, and I think... One of the nicest things about it is when, if you remember several years ago, when Fortnite went through their cross-progression merge, amazing. Like, it, it worked like magic, where yeah. I was able to log into Overwatch today, and the six, 600 hours worth of Overwatch on PS4 that I've played, all of my shit is here now. All of the skins that I had, like, it was awesome as hell. So that's one thing that I also know was destroying all of the trying to get into games cross progression broke and that was giving a lot of issues causing players a lot of issues trying to log in so that's all we thought it was and then the ddos stuff happened and i just it really fucking sucks but i also feel really bad for everybody working there but also like how long have we been dealing with ddoses like there's gotta be a there's gotta yeah. be some how long sort have we of been dealing with launch day hey we're gonna have waves of people coming into our game especially on the triple a level right like i think i I know everybody deals with it in terms of, hey, launch day is tough for an online game because we can never predict how many people are going to be in our game. And for an Overwatch that was a premium game that is now going to free-to-play, I assume that that number is going to be ginormous, right? Especially mm -hmm. with it being a game called Overwatch 2. That plus DDoS is like, I totally get that. But also, for me coming in as somebody who, you know, I fucking, I, I, I love Overwatch, right? And my time with Overwatch was more so in the first, I'd say, like, half of its life cycle, right? I was super in around 2016 when the game first came out all the way up until probably like 2019 or so where I was like I'm playing this all the time I can't get enough of Overwatch and over the time I kind of I, I kind of fizzled out and I didn't have as much passion for it as we've been approaching it this year especially getting our hands on those earlier previews I have been getting that Overwatch hype back 
I had been in that place where I'm like, you know what, man? I love Overwatch. Overwatch is great, right? Overwatch for me is like is a ten out of ten video game. I would I would put it as wow. like one of the best games of wow. last generation, right? Overwatch is is that to me, and I think it's that for a lot of people. Um, this launch, I've been in that weird middle place of hype where it's not new enough to where I'm like, let's fucking go new over, but new Overwatch, but it is new enough to where I'm like, yeah, like I want to revisit 2016 Overwatch, right? Where I'm jumping in and that passion is reignited, and I'm playing with my friends, and we can't get enough of it because. It feels fresh again. So the, the the fact that I am not even at that like greatest level of hype and that I met with the first couple of launch days being literally unplayable, it's been such a bummer. And I'm like, well, there's other games that are about to come out, like not too not too far ahead, right? Like we're we're about to be in review season if we're not already there. I just posted the latest update to the Blessing Super Fun Game Release Calendar. You can get on my wow. Twitter. And there's a lot of games in October, and I'm like, man. I would love to at least be able to spend a, a, the first week of Overwatch just playing Overwatch nonstop, you know, having fun with it. And the fact that like the the, the launch stuff isn't together, that that sucks. And then there's also just the weird other issues of like there's the articles going around about the um, the phone issue where for Overwatch Two, Blizzard is re- requiring um, like linking a phone number, um, but only like certain phone numbers are working, right? You have to have like I don't know the exact requirements, but if you have like a prepaid phone, apparently that Cricket doesn't work. Wireless, yeah. Yeah, Cricket Wireless and like a handful of providers like that uh, don't work, which has led to like a lot of people being like, oh, what the fuck, dude? Like, there's a large (laughs) portion of us that really want to play the game and it's free to play and I should be able to play this, but I can't. This (laughs) classic video game, it's a PlayStation all over again. It's an attack against WWE fans. They're always in bed with Cricket Wireless. (laughs) And they really sucked uh, during the, the test period where I was trying to play a bit early because... At one point, I probably tested out like Call of Duty Cold War or something, and I gave Blizzard my phone number, and the Never Blizzard did. PR people tied my phone number with that temporary Blizzard account. Mm. So my current account on Battle.net was like, sorry, this number's already taken up. I was like, oh my god, well, how the fuck do I get my number untied? So I had to like type in the number, forget password, and do all this other stuff, and log into that fake Blizzard account and untie it. It was a whole bunch of bullshit. Um, the phone number stuff, though, hey, man, like, look, I don't, I don't love that we're being surveilled, uh, that there's constant surveillance on us, but, like, if it's going to make shit easier for me, go for it. And if I could have everybody put in their phone number and not have to deal with Smurfs and not have to deal with people on their six account dominating me and my friends when we're just trying to play a bronze like regular ranked match like i'm well, they for fix it, it they fix that too here's my like social security number dude take it take whatever you need blizzard all right they they already made the change of like you if you make a new really account really quickly mm-hmm, absolutely <laughs> i don't want to <laughs> lose Janet. It's it's such, if valorant can do that holy shit please but Valorant, they, do so they've i don't have as much of a fear with smurf account stuff because they made the big change to the they called it what the first time user experience where if you make a new account and you hop into Overwatch 2, to get into ranked, I believe you have to win 50, like, just quick play rap matches. Like, you have to win that many matches to even get into ranked. And so I, they're doing pretty much every single thing they can to stop Smurfs. And, and some of it feels like what overkill. What is that? Uh, Smurf Smurfs? is when you are way too good and you make a new account because you're getting bopped at your level, and then you go bop other people at their level. And so, like, well, I call play, it a Smurf. Uh, huh? Why call it a Smurf? Because Smurfs are tiny. Um, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. It's just always been called a Smurf account. I don't know. I've, I've just kind of heard that my whole life. But, like, whenever I play Valor and Janet, they'll be, like, you know, uh, suddenly the other players, like, 
they have 18 kills and one death and i'm like you don't fucking belong in this rank right now like what are you doing here and mm-hmm. sure enough all and it's usually like their username is some recent thing that they named and it's like oh yeah you made this account probably like three weeks ago maybe to play with your friends because you have good intentions because you're too good for them so you're like oh this is the only way i can play with them but also get the fuck out of my rank dude you're ruining my experience like you're ruining my gaming experience you're too good to be here um, the, the links that blizzard is going to, to to stop that stuff though reminds me of um i can't think of the exact word for it there is a word for it but like the anti-piracy stuff you see on pc where it is DR. hey we drm thank you it's yeah. like we're going we don't want people to pirate our game and so we're putting in these softwares and then like at the end user experience is worse because of the the, the things that like the the barriers those software the software is put into place where it's like i just want to play this game but now i need to put in this thing and i need sure. to make sure that i'm online and make sure that like you know all this stuff it was just kind of doing that a little bit with yeah it. and it's like it's not to that extent and it's like you know do what you want like it's their game and, and as, as long as the game is still fun and as long as like the the process for me to get from not playing the game to playing the game isn't this fucking crazy ass like oh damn i had to do this 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 and give my phone number and all this shit i'll i'm ready to tie it. my 23 and me account to them like i don't give a yeah damn. like that's kind of where i'm at too where i'm like oh, just give me, let me know what you need from me and let me just play the game i will swab um, the inside of my cheek and send it to you How yeah, absolutely yeah. get me registered get me fucking registered it. anyway the game's really really good it just really sucks that you can't play it how's that the... have you tried the new hero yet oh yeah 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 I've, I've oh, had a lot. i'm not i've not seen any the new hero is What's very skill based her name is kiriko she's a support player she's a bless our baird showed a bit of her early on um what Which happens bit? a lot is like when people in certain if there's a person who's only a damage player and they get asked to play support it's like well none of these players are super high skill like this player is a very high skill player where it's really tough to hit headshots but if you do you're gonna like wipe players pretty easily and it's it's a character that i wouldn't recommend people that aren't very good at aiming to play with and when i say high school i mainly mean like you need to be really good at aiming um reinhardt who's the tank he just holds up a big ass shield if you're not good at aiming you can block a lot and mitigate a lot of damage for your team you can swing that fucking hammer you can fire strike like there's a low skill players and the high skill players are the ones that are like super precise. Uh, Kiriko is kind of meant to be like, hey, if you're a damage player who feels like you are in a situation where you're stuck playing support now, guess what? It doesn't have to be super boring for you because we'll give you a hero that is insanely mobile and can really pop off and you can kind of carry your team in a lot of moments too. And she's related to Hanzo and um, uh fuck what's his name uh genji Gen- yeah she's genji, part of, she's yeah. part of the shimata i want to say genshin i'm like his name is not genshin that's a game that i like <laughs> genji impact <laughs> Genji impact. yeah she's part of that family she can climb walls she's got a really cool kit um she's just like she doesn't do enough healing right now i think she's probably gonna get buffed because like when you're trying to heal somebody um zenyatta who's the robot i'm sure y'all have seen the little robot he's fucking floats and he's just like a he's a floating man yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. He could put a healing orb on somebody, and it'll stay on them, healing them constantly. And if they get hit, the healing orb will just automatically heal. While it's on them automatically, he can throw his orbs and attack other people. With her, she can't attack while she's healing. It's one or the other. And she... oh, well, there it is. There he and he left on a high note again. Yep. You know Dave Valentine's I mean? Day got him. Jesus, dude, my Discord just keeps on crashing. I might restart my computer. I just want to thank everybody again for DDoS attacking him. Andy Cortez, everybody. We didn't do anything. 
Don't let it splash back Discord on us. is really just like, shut clean. the fuck up about Overwatch, bro. Let's hear about Mario. <laughs> I'm going to reset my computer. I'll be back. But y'all have Hold on. No, turn it back on one second. And I'm going to, I'm, we're, we're winding down on Overwatch. And I want to kick to ads. You can do it all between there, right? Okay. Uh, yeah, but yeah. The question I had for you was just like, if this was working, would the entire sentiment around it be positive if Overwatch 2 was working fine? Because you know, I know that it is a change to 5v5. Uh, I know that it obviously, I, I, even not being an Overwatch fan, right? It still got me a little bit, not emotional, but hit me in the emotions watching everybody on what Monday night tweet out like screenshots and be like, yeah. it's over. Overwatch is dead. And, you know, thank you for the years of this and that and the other. And like, I love when games are gamers celebrate sent the games like they that. love for so long. It's sent off like that. But yeah, I also know that ending something to start something new. And if we could remove this cloud of, you know, not working, would it, would it be a positive uh, week for them? Absolutely. It, it, it'd be all I was, it'd be just on my mind nonstop. Um, mm-hmm. I do feel like Overwatch is, it, I, I'm such a tough person to kind of, it's tough to ask me to review this game because Overwatch is always good to me, even in the shittiest of metas, even when like the heroes that are the least fun to play are kind of the ones that you should pick if you want to win. It's always been a 10 out of 10 game to me. I think it's just built so well and it's just, it's just innately fun at its core. Um, but yeah, I think that this would have brought in a lot of new people, um, not only with it being free to play, just like we saw Fall Guys have that gig- uh, gigantic influx of players. For sure. Um, I think the sentiment would be insanely positive. Um, it would probably die down after a bit and it'd be new players would still stick on, but it'd still be the core Overwatch fans really stoked about it. Um much like when everybody kind of just like, all right, bye, Halo. We're going back to Warzone or we're going back to Apex. <laughs> See you later. Um, yeah, I think the sentiment would be super positive. Um, it's it just nobody can play it and it really, really fucking sucks. And then my great. question for you, Bless, like, again, it's this idea that, okay, well, you can't play it, which is clearly a downer on it. But you talked about it being Overwatch 2.0 in some respects, right? And that being a vibe to it. Do you think if you were able to play it right now, would you be obsessed, re-obsessed with it? Do you think you'd be all about it again? Or do you think that that was a moment in time has passed? I think I'd be obsessed at least for a few days. And if those few days really rock, right? And if I have people that are around me that are playing it, then I could see that carrying me forward and me being into it for longer. Um, I, I, I think the thing that would really get me in would, would be to see, all right, how much of it does feel new? Like, how much does Kiriko grab me as a character? How much has the changed meta made this feel like a, a new and reinvigorated experience? Because, like, you know, we've talked about it again in the previous in the past because we, we've gotten hands-on with it in, like, the earlier in summer and all that. And, like, the 5v5 does feel different from 6v6. The mm-hmm. um, focus on, hey, you have one tank, and that tank is, like, kind of the, the heart of the whole situation. I think that does move things forward a bit for Overwatch. I think, me, for me, the I usually don't even play tanks. I usually play either like a reaper and so i'm doing high dps or i'm playing as um, a healer right i'm either going to be lucio or baptiste aka bastille if you're still like mike uh and like in that <laughs> in that <laughs> thank case, you for thank you for summarizing for snow mike mike yeah. yeah um in that case right where i'm a healer in the times that i played during the preview i did find it easier to manage my team and go i know this person's over here this person's over here this person's down there doing that thing and i know where everybody's at and i'm able to be a better healer because of it you know i think the the, the current form of overwatch feels a bit more refined and honed in in a way that i would love to to hop into and like you know get that same like okay cool let's play it like it's new again let's play it like the the way that you know fortnite has a big chapter two update right where everybody's in because the 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 zeitgeist is there i think this 
should and could be that moment for Overwatch, and we'll see once the servers actually hit. I think that'll hit for me for a little bit. I don't know if I'm ever going to get back to the place I was in, like, 2016 through 2018, where you you could call me on my worst day, and I'd be like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll play Overwatch. Like, I could be at the, <laughs> the birth of my nephew, and you can send me a text mm-hmm. like, Overwatch night, and I'll be like, yeah, give me a second. I'm like, hey, I got to go. I got to use the bathroom. I just never come back to the birth. You know, I just Damn. never yeah. show back up to the hospital and I'm just playing Overwatch all night. Wait, were you going to be in the room for the birth? Yeah, I believe <laughs> probably so. Out. Probably outside Are you the, the doctor. <laughs> delivering. He's delivering. I've been delivering the baby, yeah. And uh, you hear the Overwatch kill on my phone. delivery man. <laughs> I, I did also want to point out that the removal of the least favorite modes of everybody two-point capture is definitely felt. Like, I, I, I don't dread getting a map or a mode that i don't like because i like all the maps and modes now um two-point capture was notoriously the least favorite thing of every overwatch fan it's essentially you go to the first point you try to capture it and then you move on to the second point and it's either you get steamrolled or you're stuck because you're playing on the paris map and it's the hardest map to attack it like it, it was just always the least fun mode so now that we're only with the hybrid maps, which is like unlock the first point, then walk along the payload. Awesome mode. Control maps, just king of the hill. Super easy. Like uh, the fact that all of those modes are that that mode is gone along with those maps. It does feel like there's a big negative energy <laughs> removed from the game. Because nice. like anytime you like, I only got time for like four games tonight, guys. And you queue up and it's it's. Ugh, fucking two point capture and horizon lunar colony. God damn it, dude. I didn't want it's, this it's to like be you, my last game. <laughs> it's like when you kick out that negative friend from the friend group. And all yes. Of a sudden, the, the vibe is different when you guys hang out now. 100%. <laughs> Plus, because I think Overwatch is so uh, kind of easy to consume, that uh, doing the battle pass with it just feels like the coolest and most fun thing. It's like the most fun I'll ever have doing a battle pass. You know, oh, yeah. with Halo, I can't wait for that. With Halo, it was use guns you don't like on this map or whatever it's like fuck i don't but i'm gonna be worse for our team you know like and you can only get xp by doing those challenges with valorant that game makes me want to punch a hole through my screen and i have 14 year olds i got all these zoomers in the chat telling me that i fucking suck it's like i know y'all i know i don't want to be here either but i really want this gun buddy to put on the little gun the little hanging sure. uh, key sure, or whatever um so far the battle pass is is moving along pretty quickly i got to like nice. level six uh unlocking there's now gun buddies in overwatch this is really exciting we're unlocking new skins new emotes new um uh gun buddies along with new I swear victory God, poses gun buddy one more time gun buddy look gun God buddy uh yeah it's just it's just awesome and it's courts like still such a great game and i i hope that there is this reinvigorated love but like blessing was mentioning i think overwatch is in that weird spot because it came right before the free-to-play boom of battle royales it was sort of the last bastion of its kind it was that last multiplayer you pay 40 bucks or 60 bucks for this game and that just doesn't really exist anymore. Um, it's either your game's going to be free to play or it has a campaign to go along with it if it's a multiplayer type thing. And it was sort of the last of its kind. So it was in a weird spot for a long time with the loot boxes. Sure. And hey, if you want, hey, it's free to play weekend. Like if anybody doesn't own the game, you can play it this weekend. But that was every once in a couple months or whatever. Um, I, I feel like this is the best move going free yeah. to play i just hope that they're able to get 
more stability with their servers. But you know, Activision Blizzard is a very small company. You know, they don't. Yeah, there's they no need way help. They, they need it, help yeah. with you know engineering and stuff. You know. Uh, one qu- final question before we kick it to Ed and then come back to talk Gotham Knights. Janet, are you going to try Overwatch too? Is that at all something you even has this conversation even made you go huh, a little bit? Yeah, like I didn't. I didn't want to because I just feel like why are we doing this you know what i mean like i did this with overwatch one where it came out and everyone's like this is second coming of christ like everyone's sipping on this metaphorical holy water and then i was like let me dip into this and i played it and it's not even that i did wasn't like wowed by it i was like okay this seems pretty cool but the thing is i just genuinely don't understand it and it's so funny that it's i'm not saying it's not this but it's the you know more approachable of these types of games but it reminds me of like you know we've all been gaming probably for most of our lives you know i've been playing games since i was five there's things i know how to do in games that feel so obvious and simple because i've been gaming forever but i have never played a game like this so like i don't know any of the terminology i don't know any of this stuff who do i normally play as like i don't even understand almost the roles that the characters have so even though i put a couple hours into it like i'm like i don't know what the fuck's going on in this game so i just don't know how to really like break through that i think if i could break through the um like the base understanding i could fall in love there because we've seen it happen with other games you know i got into fortnite this year and that's like not a game i was expecting to ever spend money on um i've since spent probably over a hundred dollars on fortnite at this point because uh they dropped that dbz shit and i fucking love yeah you know (laughs) Well, I mean, give me give me time, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. But for the, I don't I don't know what I wanted if I want to try to do the work to fall in love. It's like maybe it's better just to let us be two ships passing in the night. I don't know. But let me tell, am I wrong? Like See, should I'll, I I would say don't go into it like expecting to fall in love. Okay. Just go into it just want to hang out with friends cuz like you're invited to the party, right? Like I'll do what a kind of gamer you think? I'm not that kind of gamer, you know what I mean? Like you just, just hang out oh, with the homies? random Tuesday night like let me just download this game, you know? It's like I I play for life, you know, but She gets um, committed. Yeah. Cuz my thing is like if you I think if you cuz when I when I first started playing Overwatch, it was because I I want to I I I newly knew Alex just wanted to feel something. the homie um like i just wanted to feel something no i, I knew like alex van aiken i think a couple of you are like yeah we're gonna play overwatch tonight it's the bait it's day one of the beta the beta's open like let's do this thing and i was like i didn't know anything about it either i never yeah. played team fortress which is very much Same. what it is janet like you have a tank you have a and now you have one tank two damage two healers yep and the tank you want to keep the tank healthy the longest because he's got the most health and he's the kind of the backbone of everybody the damage people Maybe go, maybe go after the healers because you're damaged. You take out a healer, that's really going to kind of hurt the other squad. So it's very much like the two healers are trying to heal everybody. The damaged people are trying to kill everybody. The healers can kill as well, but you're probably not doing a very good job of healing if you're focusing on even, healing. Even you know? those details, I don't even think I gleamed until maybe like years into playing over. Yeah, same here. like yeah. I with that first day that I, I downloaded the beta, I was like, cool, let's play this thing. And I picked Reaper. And to this day, I'm still maining Reaper because that was just such a fun match of like, Oh, I'm just going through and I'm shotgunning people in the face. Oh man, this is a really cool animation when I fucking shotgun people. It's really satisfying to get these kills. 
oh damn i think i really like this and that just turned into me going from oh yeah i'm just gonna hang out to play and, and play this game to me just like i just continued to return and i didn't have any plans to play overwatch long term i did not plan to buy that game and i think the game must have came out maybe two to four weeks after that beta and i was like fuck i need to buy this game i can't believe i i, I can't believe i'm going to best buy right now right now to buy this game and i got <laughs> what a snapshot cool. in time i can't believe i'm going to best buy to buy this game yeah because yeah, like, i had I was, club ultimate i think i was obsessed with destiny at the time and then Overwatch, I never would have thought that it'd become a, a mainstay in my life. And it was, same. I agree with Greg, it was like pretty emotional to watch. Like, it, obviously, it's very largely the same game, but it was still kind of really still, cool. It means something to see that go away. Yeah, like, it was yeah. still your time played and all that yeah. kind of go away. That passage, that, that chapter in my life is gone. Like, that that began in 2016. What was I doing Another back then? I was a different person. Dude, fork in stuck in the it, it, it's, it's me. It's me and Paul Walker. Me and the, you know, Overwatch <laughs> one. It's been a long day. We're just driving on the on the highways, and I don't know. It was still emotional to see all those people's tweets being like, "Wow, it's been a long time that I've been maining this game, and it's been a constant." There have been so many multiplayer games that have come and gone for me that yeah. I've played for several weeks, and I dropped. And Overwatch has like, just always been. I have there. not deleted Overwatch from my console for six. This has been six years. Yeah. Six years, yeah. And that's wild to think about. And it's funny because it is the same game. Like on PS4, I think it literally is the same disc. Because I uh, on was it Monday or Sunday where it was like the last day of Overwatch One. Monday. I bust. I, I busted out my Overwatch One disc, put it in just so I can play a couple matches, just so I can say goodbye. And that sounds so dramatic, but like yeah. <laughs> that is what I did. Yeah. And. <laughs> It sounds so dramatic, but like <laughs> yesterday when I looked at it, right, my the disc is still in my PS5, and what's, I what's went, that? You're having the baby right now, sister. Sorry, I can't so, make it. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> get another. You're having to get another doctor. Another doctor's gonna have to deliver it. I gotta play Overwatch right now. <laughs> but like, as we're trying to figure out this Overwatch 2 situation, right, we're trying to play on the on the PC. Wouldn't work. I boot up my PS5, and I'm like, all right, cool. Let me download. Let me download Overwatch, and I see here that like, oh, Overwatch is Overwatch 2 is already there, and I look at it, and I'm like. This is the logo from Overwatch 1. What is happening? And then I see, like, the icon from Overwatch 1, and then it says Overwatch 2, but then it says disc. <laughs> like, the disc icon, meaning that there's a disc that is Overwatch 2. And I'm like, there's no way that's possible. <laughs> and I think about it, and I'm like, oh, no. It's literally just the same fucking, like, th game. Like, I see it was working as a key now, I guess, for yeah. Overwatch 2 or whatever the fuck. But, like... The on the you PS4, pull the disc you... out and it says Overwatch Two on it, like whoa! <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's so That'd much cool. the same that like on the in the PS4 UI because they didn't want to like I guess delete it and do a new executable or whatever the fuck they're just like just update it to the PS4 version. Can we update the icon PS4 version? No. All right, just keep it. I guess we'll just keep we'll just keep rolling with that. And so it's literally just an update that just changed the name and all that stuff. Uh, but I found that funny that it's like it's pretty much the same. It's the same executable. It's everything. Yeah. But um, now it's I have. One last thing. So on Metacritic, Overwatch 1 has a 91, Overwatch 2 has an 81. Do you think we will look back and say that Overwatch 2 is clearly the better game? Do you think it just will never hit those strides because of the era that we're in now and like just how the market and criticism continues to evolve and shift? I think it's a place in time. I think that mm -hmm. I think Overwatch 2 is largely the same game, if not better, because of all the extra maps, the be the removal of the modes that weren't very good, all the extra heroes. It's it's a it's very much a a different game from when it launched. At launch there were no hero limits, Janet. So another team could pick all tanks and your team could you could queue up with four, six ran or five randos and they could pick all damage and you're like god guys we're going to lose, yeah, yeah. dude. Do you like, remember all Torbjorns when we all picked oh, Torbjorn? The worst. Oh, and we all put out turrets. So like 
the yeah, best. they started like becoming more structured with that. I think the game is better today than when it launched, a hundred percent. I don't think the sentiment, the public sort of thought about it is as positive because at that time it was such a it was such a cultural moment for gamers to like it won game of the yeah. year, the game awards. Like that's so crazy to even think about. It may have been a weaker year or whatever, but that was a that the, was a pretty good year. That was Uncharted Four and Doom. Oh shit! Yeah, and Battleborn. It was Inside. just that. Unless we game. forget Battleborn, it was that multiplayer game that a lot of people had never. Like, if you were a real OG, you played Team Fortress Two. I wasn't a real OG. I didn't have a PC to play games on. So, like, for this that to be nice. Blizzard's version of that, everybody's going to kind of come together and find a new love. Like, it's become such a popular game since then. I don't agree with the 81 score. I don't really understand that. Um, but I, yeah, I think the, I think the game is better than it was when it launched. I don't think the public, the, the public's just in a different spot right yeah. now. Yeah, I think it's that weird thing where, yeah, I agree with Andy that the game is in the best place I think it's ever been. But also, despite the DDoS despite for not playing, <laughs> yeah, despite from not being able to play it, but like from playing the previews and stuff, the game is in a really great place. But on the other hand, I don't know if public hype will ever be as high no. as, as it was. Right. Just because it's not new anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Like, even to the question of, will Overwatch 2 be looked at as better than Overwatch 1? For me, that's, like, it's the same thing, right, at the end of the day, right? It's the same as, like, I assume what WoW is when it is, hey, there's WoW Classic and there's Modern WoW, and they're dynamically different games. But that was more of a iterative process as opposed to a, oh, here's a big new drop, right? No, yeah. it's, it's update after update after update. It, it's like the game of Telephone where you get to the end, now it's a different thing. But over the course, it was all these minor changes that got it there. I think it's like an Animal Crossing sort of effect where Animal Crossing brought in people from all sorts of walks of life that maybe don't give a shit about that genre at all, but they're here to play this new thing. And that's what Overwatch was. A lot of people who don't play a lot of shooters that fell in love with Overwatch because of the characters and the stories and the lore and all the awesome cinematics. Um, I, I think it just brought in a lot of people that wouldn't have necessarily... F- you know they're not there day one for the call of duty midnight launch at gamestop back in the day but overwatch brought in a lot of people that necessarily wouldn't have tried out that genre to begin with well i'm sure we'll be hearing more about it as you guys finally get to play it consistently <laughs> maybe on ps i love you maybe on the gamescast we will see how it all evolves and of course if you wanted to watch it evolve on ps i love you the gamescast or any of the other video game programming of course you should go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games 10 bucks gives you the ability to watch all of our shows everything kind of funny games and kind of funny does ad free and for all the podcasts like the official ones not the games daily one that's like a daily news show all the podcasts you can get them ad free but guess what, Jack? You're not on patreon.com slash kind of funny. So here's a word from our sponsor. Shout out to NZXT Canvas Gaming Monitors. We are huge fans of NZXT here at Kind of Funny. And I got to say, these monitors, they're Andy Cortez approved, Kevin Coelho approved, and Tim Gettys approved because of their sweet 1440p resolution with 165 hertz refresh rate and one millisecond response hits. That sweet spot for gamers due to the balance of picture and performance. And now available in a 1080p 240 hertz version for the most competitive of gaming situations. 
They're available in 27 inch and 32 inch curved displays, variable refresh rate support for all of the major GPUs. You can get the monitor just alone. You can get it with a stand or you can get it with some pretty cool mounts. There's built in software support with NZXT cam that lets you control all your monitor settings directly on your PC. No need to mess with the clunky hardware menus to lock in your desired settings. They thought of it all. It's sold exclusively on NZXT.com. You can learn more about the NZXT FHD canvas gaming monitors at NZXT co slash kfg fhd that's nzxt.co slash kfg fhd shout out to chime for sponsoring this episode what's the first thing you do when you wake up is it checking up on your credit score i don't think so at chime that's exactly what they do with their secured chime credit builder visa credit card you can start to build credit with your own money all of this with no annual fees large security deposits or credit checks to apply you can start your credit journey with chime sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score you can get started at chime.com slash kf games that's chime.com slash kf games the chime credit builder visa credit card is issued by stride bank na pursuant to a license from visa us say chime checking account and 200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secured chime credit builder visa credit card regular on-time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score impact to score may vary and some user scores may not improve out-of-network atm withdrawal fees may apply except at money pass atms in a 7-eleven or any all point or visa plus alliance atm get your credit journey started with chime sign up takes only two minutes doesn't affect your credit score get started at chime.com slash kf games Janet, you are in LA, yes. which super fucking sucks because we don't get to hang out that much. But it also benefits us because now that we're all on lockdown here, because we don't want to get sick going into the studio launch on October 14th, there was a Gotham Knights preview event. You said you'd go, you went, you played. Tell me all about it. Is Gotham Knights going to be great? Um, I went, I played two and a half hours. Is it going to be great? I think it could, but... I would think it'd land more on like that good scale. Um, again, okay. it's a preview, not a review, right? So of course. everything I like, I could be like, oh, it was way better than I thought it'd be. Or I'd be like, actually, it was way worse than I thought it'd be. That's kind of the nature of the thing. So obviously that obvious disclaimer out of the way. I feel like it's going to land, if I had to guess, around that seven or eight mark, I would say maybe like coming in at like a 76 or something. Um, that being said, I did have fun with my time. Okay. It just didn't. It didn't have that oomph that I think you really need to become, you know, one of those games that is going to be among the pinnacle of the year, which granted, not every game needs to be that. But if we're thinking about is this going to be, you know, in those conversations in people's top tens, I think it'll be that kind of game where maybe a few people would be like, oh, yeah, no, this is in my personal top ten. And then the, the co-host would be like, really, you liked it that much? And they're like, yeah, I had fun. <laughs> it's that kind of thing because Outriders. like a lot of these kind of yeah like a little bit maybe a little bit better because i think outriders was weird right it was like oh we all played it because there's nothing else out i don't i think this will have more fanfare than that because there's still that i think joy of being in gotham and i was so like just quick top level stuff my favorite thing about my time with it was just being in gotham and seeing the story and the lore stuff even as someone that's not i think um you know absurdly invested in all things batman but someone that certainly is a fan of batman as an ip um that stuff was cool like seeing alfred i got hyped seeing alfred i was like <laughs> oh man my boy you know i know I it's so cool too because i think i think batman's one of those things where you know like a lot of like superhero stuff there's been so many iterations of this kind of content and these characters that 
it's always exciting, I think, to see what kind of flavor of this character am I going to get? How are they going to mm. approach the personality? Are there going to be like, you know, there's some hints at um, like some shady stuff that like, well, like what was Batman doing before he died kind of thing, right? And like in my time, they were like, oh, apparently Batman was, you know, like working with this one person to like figure this out. Why was he talking to them? I don't know. Let's go meet him up and kind of pull his on these death. threads. <laughs> right? And I'm like, yeah, it has like all these kind of, I think, interesting threads that I'm excited to pull on. That being said, I don't know how well they're going to do at executing them, but I loved that kind of stuff of it. The the moment to moment gameplay stuff, it was fine. Like it was super solid, but it didn't okay. have like that oomph that I would have wanted to have. It kind of reminded me of, you know, how like in Spider Man, it's an incredible game because of the the feeling of the movement. But what you're actually doing is pretty simplistic. You're just going around beating up a bunch of people and then doing that again. It had that simplistic structure, but I don't think the combat quite had enough oomph to generate the excitement that I would have wanted from a game like this. My question then is the same thing that Jay Rizzle wrote in at kindoffunny.com slash gamescast with. This is how does the gameplay feel in comparison to the original Arkham games? Some trailers show really floaty gameplay where attacks don't look like they register well, and other trailers show gameplay a little closer to the older games. I would love to have a comparison. In your opinion, Janet, did the old Arkham games have oomph to their combat? Yeah, I think they have. Now, uh, just for a quick disclaimer, too, like I didn't beat like all the old Arkham games. I played a couple hours of, I think, City. And then right before this, I played some of, um, God, the other one that everyone hates the driving. Night, what is that night. one? Arkham Knight. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which also, yeah, I got some thoughts on the driving in Arkham Knight. But I played those as just kind of like a, a primer. Um, I think that combat feels a lot heavier and there's like that weight behind it um you don't have that here but i wouldn't necessarily describe it as floaty i think you do feel the impact but it's not quite as sluggish which okay. granted some people might prefer that um like i played mostly as batgirl and oh, yeah. she definitely has a little bit of that weight but she is generally like a more nibble character than batman is which also makes sense for those characters and how they're generally differentiated in across media um so that's kind of my like general answer to that i will say it did the flow felt similar though in terms of you're hitting you have a little bit of like a dodge or maybe like a counter there you're kind of being prompted for things like having just literally like i downloaded um was it arkham knight played a bit and then went to the event like the next day and i was like yeah i can <laughs> this does have that like the skill set transfers over because i think generally the structure is the same and then also two quick reminder these games are not related this is not a continuation this isn't any you know it's like it's all over their faq stuff own universe again i know why people ask and i'm happy to like feel that and think about it i think that's definitely going to be a conversation point because of course it will be but yeah just to remind people it's not it's doing its own thing, but yes, of course, people are going to draw those comparisons. Andy Cortez. Did you get a chance to mess around with any of the skill tree stuff? And if so, did it feel kind of tacked on and like, does this really need to be in this video game? And when I say skill tree, I, I mean less of your usual single player skill tree stuff and more sure. of like the the destiny style. Yeah, when you're playing, you see it like you get all these different currencies and stuff popping up, right? That you're like earning or by beating up people. Yeah, I didn't I didn't necessarily like mind the idea of the, you know, the stuff I can salvage and craft. I will say I didn't do a lot of like crafting things together, so I can't really comment on like the long-term gameplay of that, but it didn't feel like moment to moment during my missions that I was weirdly like grinding for these things that okay. like came up. Um I think as far as the skill tree specifically, um, You got to get raid ready though, Janet. You got to get raid ready. <laughs> 
Yeah, for sure, right? Um, <laughs> I think as far as the skill tree specifically, I enjoyed the skills they had. It's very like what you'd expect, right? So some of this stuff is new abilities or like certain buffs that I think were exciting to get. Like one is um, an ability to more easily like shield break or knock into heavy enemies, which like just kind of pre-planning it, even though, again, it's not my permanent save. So I'm like, okay, I don't have to think too carefully about this. I just want to kind of see what it can do. Just kind of buffing some of those combos, you know, simple stuff like health upgrades. And then, of course, there's like at a certain point, because I jumped, my playtime was early in the game. And then I jumped ahead to further into the game where they're like, okay, you got like, like a bunch of points to spend and you're doing multiplayer. And I was like, okay, this is like, it's like you just got, a, it's like if you ever get to upgrade a bunch of stuff and then you upgrade it all at once and now you're God. I kind of had a little bit of that moment. I will say that made things a bit more fun because I felt like I had a wider tool set and more ideas to work with and more skills to work with. Um, so yeah, generally I would say I enjoyed the skill tree. I also liked how um, from my time, it seems like the kind of grind that you do with the character transfers over across your team. So I was worried that like I was playing as Batgirl and I switched to Robin. I'm like, Am I going to have to grind for that? Yeah. But yeah, it really just transfers over. Like you get whatever points to spend and you can spend those points on all your characters. So the switching between feels really comfortable in terms of the experience and skill sense. Were you One getting like a bunch of epic and legendary drops? Um, I honestly wasn't like, I, I, I wasn't really like registering that as much. I don't think, I think it's very in the background and something that, hits the deeper you are into the game where you finally like get enough where you're going to want to craft and like maybe do some of that stuff but i feel like naturally you also like pick up things as well so i don't i didn't feel like i was obsessed with making sure i got like the right mod chips or like any of those elements mm. that you know we're kind of seeing on screen now um i think they're kind of the the vibe i got was that'll like naturally be something you add on as you change up suits and get things like that i don't know if it's going to end up feeling like a constant management pain of having to go in and recalibrate and recraft um because again my stuff was mostly early and then like boom you have a bunch of souped up items and i'm like i guess i'll just put on this this jacket and hit the streets and mm -hmm. see how it goes one of the things you called out and Mitchell Saltzman called out, Mitchell in his preview wrote about, okay, cool. Like at, when he was doing the combat, he started doing different things, not because it was forcing him to, but because he was getting bored. And you called that in your TikTok, you, of course, uh, on the YouTube as well, but tiktok.com slash at kind of funny games. Uh, the fact that, a lot of arena based stuff. And then how many times can you fight a dude with a shield? And like mm -hmm. when that footage was being shown, I was like, Oh, this looks and feels like the rocks, like looks like the stuff I've done before. I haven't yeah. played this, but I know what this feels like. And it didn't make me go, oh, I can't wait to be in that encounter. Yeah, I think the thing is, one thing that this really lacked for me, at least this preview slice that I got, is I felt like there was never that big moment of, oh my God, holy shit, I'm fighting this like either crazy enemy or someone that's really souped up or I'm in a really interesting environment that's sort of like the big set piece moments didn't really hit for me. They felt like more of the same, which was that arena, regular, degular ways of enemies and a couple heavies. You know, we saw some gameplay of me like scoring up against like one heavy enemy. Uh, now we're seeing my boss fight against Harley Quinn where it's multiplayer. So it's very much like I'm here. I'm going through the motions. I could do this on a smaller enemy and it'd be the same thing. It's just this person okay. has more HP. So that's what I think was also really lacking. Like I think there's nothing wrong with having, you know, fodder type enemies, arena style combat. Again, we've seen this in like the other Arkham games. We've seen this in Spider-Man. But I think so often when you have what is a basic slash overly familiar construction, the flavor then is how you can move through, navigate the space or what tool set you have. And I just felt like there wasn't enough 
flavor there to mm-hmm. make me interested in doing that fodder stuff. And then that those bigger moments never really ever happened in my specific preview time. And that's kind of what I felt like I was lacking versus, you know, again, when I played Arkham City, like way, a few years ago, just to try it out, I had that big moment of like one of the early like boss encounters where I'm like, whoa, I mean, it was very video gamey. I think you are like on top of a giant character and controlling them in that God of War sense we were talking about before, but it still felt kind of epic. And I felt like there was no epic moment for me in this preview slice. And I think that's really what I feel like was lacking from my time with Gotham Knights. One of the questions that got written in over on kind of funny.com slash gamescast is one I was thinking about as well. Obviously there's a lot of combat stuff to talk about you doing the, that you do in the preview and everything else. Rob wrote in and said, did Janet get a chance to explore the city at all? How did traversing feel? Did they have decent collectibles or is it is, or is it all Riddler trophies like the Arkham games? You said you were excited to be in Gotham and see little nods that you picked up on. How does Gotham feel and what was it like exploring it, if you did? Yeah, I didn't get to explore much because I really just stuck to the main quest line. Like I had my sort of Harley Quinn storyline played out and the missions connected. But like from point to point, I did physically traverse that. Like I didn't do any like fast travel stuff. Sure. Um, The bike's awesome. I think they did a great job with it, especially again, coming off of the night before downloading Arkham Knight and like driving around. I think they do a good job of kind of cutting between the idea of feeling low to the ground and in the city and also feeling like you can't see anything. <laughs> so I think they did a good job spacing the stuff where I felt like I know where I'm going. I know how to make the turns. I can kind of get a good vantage point, but I also feel kind of low to the ground and in control. Um, so I, I liked that as a mode of traversal. And once you, you get that bike pretty early and anyone can ride that bike. Um, so I like that aspect of it um, from a, you know, verticality standpoint. I'm pretty sure every character has that grappling hook. Again, I only played Batgirl and Robin. So that feels, again, one-to-one with if you play the older Arkham games. Yep, you got that. At a few moments later, she gets the cape. I'm like, great. Um, Robin also has, like, everyone gets kind of like an, an additional way to traverse. So Robin's is this, like, teleportation thing which is really effective but not super fun to do you have basically a this few what we're seconds watching where here, right? yeah with, this is red hood doing it though right or is it robin? that's robin it, it's robin. Oh, okay yeah so. so it's it's basically like he goes into a teleportation state and you have like five or seven seconds i imagine you can you know increase that maybe with buffs but you have a sure, couple sure, seconds sure. to pick your next spot and then you just go there oh yeah that looks lame and yeah like it works well for moving but like it's not Exciting, exciting to do yeah. you're just kind of slowly like scrolling <laughs> over it's <laughs> a terrible fuck? decision um yeah <laughs> so i i wasn't interested in doing like that aspect of it um but again maybe he'll get more ways to traverse uh, and again that's one character of several characters of to choose from so i but as batgirl i'm like yep i've been doing we've we've done this before and it works and it's cool you know you're gliding you're chilling you're hanging out you have your grappling hook you have your um little wings it's fine it's familiar it gets the job done. Um, but I, I think just general, generally the construction of the city seemed like fun and cool. And one thing that they were really going for, again, we'll have to see when the actual game, we get the game in our hands and can kind of see it in its entirety. But they said they really want to work on creating like distinctive feels for like the different areas. Um, I think generally like the environmental design, the city, like it feels like a fun place to check out and explore, even though I didn't end up like going off the beaten path like sure. very much during my time. I kind of was just going from point a to point b but i think the general movement does feel good like i plan on just walking through and not really fast traveling very much because i want to see what stuff pops up in gotham and that's a big thing they're doing too um where you have like knights again it's gotham knights so it's nice. fucking knights with an n not a k um so every like time you go back into you know your um 
your like base it's like okay the belfry you like kind of start a new night like the game's all at night so different nights there'll be like different stuff that comes up now how diverse is that going to be again i'd need to spend more time to be able to see that but the idea is like that things are ever evolving and that like night 32 is going to feel different than like night six and there'll be different things kind of going on in the city and different like factions or events or things will like evolve over time it's supposed to feel like very like lived in real and like it's actually going down um again okay. in my short time it's hard to get a read for is this really going to feel distinctive or is it just like oh now the bank robbery is over here like i'm not really sure but that's kind of what they're going for and what they're drawing inspiration for uh with this game yeah that's, that's, that's kind of what i was gonna ask like about the unique sort of public events and i call them public events just because i've been playing destiny that's sort of on the mind but I remember feeling uh, having that really awesome feeling of playing a game and experiencing something totally random in a spot in the city. And I, I think maybe back then, like GTA five, when you first pop that in and you're just walking down and somebody's like, Hey, somebody's robbing me. I need your help. And then like, they just, they're just trying to rob you, you know, like, are there any moments like that in this game? Or is it just like you just mentioned bank robbery, Spider-Man bank robbery over here, uh, bank robbery over here. You know, you just kind of go get XP in those spots. Yeah, I mean, I, I imagine that the construction would be more akin to Spider-Man, but I didn't have any of those like specific kind of encounters because I was basically just locked into doing these different missions. Um, here I'm doing like a, a takedown thing where you have to what is it defuse Choke these bombs the <laughs> yeah yeah uh you have to defuse like these bombs before because if you try to just go in like at first i just went in i'm like i'm just gonna go in and fight but you won't have enough time to defuse all the bombs and then everyone ends up dying so it's funny because mm. i did fail this mission the first time and a cute thing about that too is instead of being like mission failed or whatever like i did have to kind of reselect it or whatever in the menu but robin just calls and he's like yo man someone gonna have to get these people because everyone is definitely like exploded and you need to call an ambulance so i did think little touches like that were mm. pretty charming um and not something that i was necessarily expecting again is that gonna revolutionize how you might feel about the game no but i think it speaks to just the idea of trying to create something that feels like you're genuinely here hanging out in gotham so i thought that was a, a nice touch versus on the flip side of that i had a different stealth mission i did later where granted i did play it very slowly because i'm like i'm going all stealth if you see me i'm leaving and then i'm coming back um because that's how i like to play and there was a an npc who had the same bark over and over and over again and it was damn it i need help someone help me they're just screaming at the top of their lungs i'm like someone else definitely would have heard them like yeah. would have caught so like it, it's it's so interesting because i definitely had those moments of i think really cool immersion that i just described but then i also had a few immersive breaking moments of okay well this npc has been shouting for the last 15 minutes i think someone else would have heard this happening or i think they would have seen me from this part so uh it was a little bit of a mixed bag in that regard one more question from me. Um, from Andy. Were there any moments in this game that felt like, oh, this is the way it is because in case you have another player here with you? Yeah, how did co-op yeah. feel? Yeah. Because oh, like, I guess you mentioned God of War a little bit earlier, and I, I think about some of those larger set-piece moments that, like, you can't really do with another player in real time, so that's why this exists in a single-player game, but... I, I got to assume there are moments that you'd be like, oh, well, this feels less epic because in case there's another player here, mm. it's a bit tougher to kind of, uh, you know, engineer these sequences. Yeah, I guess I'd have to. And it's such a weird 
kind of thing to think about now that you're pointing it out. I, I'm not sure how much that played a role in maybe the lack of gravity to some of these scenes, because like you said, you can't really do certain shots maybe because you might have two people but i didn't personally feel like when i was playing this single player which was most of my time that i played with single player we're looking at multiplayer right now i didn't feel like oh they crafted it this way because in case i'm with someone else it just felt like when i was with multiplayer i had a friend off to the side helping me so maybe mm. the room got cleared out a little faster or it was easier to kind of divide and conquer a room um that being said too like the enemies do have like a little bit more hp when you have like your yeah. companion um but it didn't nothing about my multiplayer session felt like oh this is the real way we need to play or when i played single player i wasn't like they're holding back because of the multiplayer gotcha. aspect um obviously and i don't i doubt they'd ever like really talk like talk about that yeah. in like a complete transparent way but i'm not sure how <laughs> yo you can play created... with multiple people but it sucks that way i wouldn't down. i don't know if they because i don't think it's even that i think it's more if anything andy to what you're speaking to i wonder if they struggled to create moments of grandiosity because they had to account mm. for that second person but in the moment to moment stuff i didn't i never felt like one way is going to be the real way to play i thought it felt like it totally made sense and fit really well um and i'm what i'm excited to check out about it that I, I wasn't able to because i was just doing main story stuff is that idea of both of you can be in the game together in totally different parts of the city and just like oh, doing cool. your own stuff so like again how is is that actually going to hit the way i'm kind of imagining it and the way they're selling it i don't know but just that idea of some you can go and you know stop that bank robbery on the side while i'm doing whatever quest or exploring like whatever is interesting to me and i also like that the progression carries over so if i do a mission That's with less um, and I go back to my game, you know, we'll call it like, I don't know, the hospital mission or something with Bless. In my game, when the hospital mission comes up, I can skip it because I did it with Bless already, or I could replay it if I wanted to. Um, same thing with like loot, you all can get the, like I can open a chest and then Blessing can open that same chest and he gets whatever was inside or whatever randomized thing is there. So my favorite part uh, of the it hospital seems like they really get a text and they're like, yo, you want to play Overwatch right now? And the end, you're like, yes, I do. And oh then you leave gosh, the hospital right? mission. <laughs> 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 It all, it all comes full circle. But I did like the sound of that, especially like from seeing other multiplayer games, like that problem that we all had with Far Cry, where it's like, okay, well, I have to play it kind of by myself because I want to progress my own story and I don't yeah. get to do that. Um, again, not sure how that worked in practice, but I think the pitch sounds really good and really interesting. So I'm excited to try that out when uh, we can. I feel to wrap it up, like Janet, you know, you going and us being so similar, like I'm excited to start it i'm excited to play it i don't think i don't feel like i'm like i would drop everything in the world if i was playing something i enjoyed yada 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 but like even just what you're talking about with multiplayer being able to drop in other people's games get xp work on the suit whatever and come back to your own sounds cool like is that where you're at right now with it you feel like you're you're are you gonna play it you know you didn't play any arkham's to completion are you gonna play this one to completion yeah, I, I plan to play this one to completion. Um, I, I think it'll be a fun time, and I'm looking forward to what they do narratively. Uh, and I'm also looking forward to the ways that the combat might evolve, because I do think I obviously had a really like early slice, and then kind of like, a, I wouldn't say middle of the game, but a later slice, and it was sort of just being thrown from one end to the other. Um, and I want to see what that progression might look like, and what ways that... I might be able to create like additional intrigue by developing tool sets that I really like or honing the play style that I really like. Um, oh, one thing people kept asking me too was like, how different do the characters feel? Again, I really just stuck with Batman and with Batgirl Batgirl. and Robin. Um, and they don't, I feel like they didn't, in my time, didn't feel different enough. But at the mm. same time, you have to, you know, I, I imagine part of that is for like creating a synergy, like a base 
synergy and like being able to like mix and match them more easily um again this doesn't have to be necessarily be a bad thing because i imagine most people will probably find one maybe two characters to really like stick with or stick between um but yeah that was i i want to figure out more of that stuff and tinker more with it and see what i'm drawn to um just as like a, a cool interesting potentially checklisty kind of thing um really my only kind of overarching like negative outlook on it is it, it just seems a little bit basic again nothing wrong mm -hmm. with that i still th people keep asking me like do you think it's worth it should i play it i'm like i don't know you <laughs> but like I, at the end of the day like <laughs> i, I plan on you. playing it yeah i don't like i plan on playing it i think if you if the idea of hanging out in gotham and the general like gameplay cadence of like beating up minions using cool gadgets sounds interesting to you check it out like i was i liked my time with it i just didn't feel like oh man this is gonna be hot fire i feel like it could yeah. kind of go either way between like that it's like to me playing it the vibe i got was is this gonna be a seven or is this gonna be an eight and never did i feel like it was gonna hit that like next level sure. but i think it could still be a pretty enjoyable time so i'm definitely looking forward to it based on my time with it i just was not blown away by my time with it all right. Well, we don't have to wait long, ladies and gentlemen. Gotham Knights is coming to Xbox uh, Series X and S, PlayStation 5, PC, October 21st. Oh, but it does right have low now, times, which surprised me. Wait, so. I'm sorry, what was that about low times? It has, it has low times, which surprised I'll, me. Like they, bad? No, they're not too bad, but they are necessary. Okay. I wondered if they were fake because they had tips on them. And I'm like, do you oh. need these? And they're like, yeah, we do. So Well, this is, it, there was originally a PS4 Xbox One SKU, right? And then they ditched it at some point. So you figure mm -hmm. it's probably a holdover from that, just the way it was designed. Yeah. Which, again, is why you're talking about a 7 or an 8, probably. October 21st, we'll find out. But if you wanted to find out about another game right now, guess what? There's a game called Super Mario Brothers 5 out. Blessing's been it. playing it. And if you haven't any idea what we're talking about, we'll join Ryan Gilliam over at Polygon. But many fans have wondered over the years, will Nintendo ever return to the classic era and give us one more great platformer in the style of Super Mario Brothers 3 and Super Mario, Bro Super Mario World? The answer to that question is clearly a resounding no. But Super Mario Maker 2 level creator and Twitter user Metroid Mike 64 has given us the next best thing. Metroid Mike's Super Mario Brothers 5 contains 40 courses in eight full worlds. They use a wide variety of gameplay styles in the levels too, with Super Mario World making up 24 courses, Super Mario Brothers 3 making up 14, and the final two courses made in the original Super Mario Brothers style. Metroid Mike 64 insists that his Super Mario Brothers 5 isn't full of your standard Super Mario Maker trolls and goofs like so many other Super Mario Maker 2 projects. In other words, this isn't a labyrinthian nightmare designed to infuriate you. It's measured and beatable. Quote, I'm trying to provide you with something Nintendo should have done already. Make a full Mario game Damn. within Super Mario Maker 2. Metroid Mike 64 tweeted a high bar blessing. Does Metroid Mike 64 hit it? 1000%. I've played through it uh, over the last week. I've beaten it and it plays like as if Nintendo made a full Super Mario Brothers game inside Mario Maker. I'm actually very impressed by it. Um, wow. I 100% yeah. disagree. I can't wait to talk about this. Really? Oh I God. fucking love it. I think for, for me, the thing that Carry is nice about it is, is the fact that it, it does it. It does the thing that I think a lot of Mario Maker levels don't, uh, which is, hey, let's make this actually playable. Let's make this. Let's make it. Let's make a full game that you know, is true to what I what I think of when I think of good Mario level design, right? A Nintendo style of, of Mario design, which is, hey, each level has some sort of theme. Each level has some sort of mechanic that it is 
leaning into and is doing really interesting things with these mechanics, right? And because it's Mario Maker, Mario Maker has like a surprising amount of tools in there for you to kind of go sure. crazy and wacky with the kind of Mario levels that, that you make. And so you get to do weird things like take items that were in Mario World and put them into Mario 3 or take like Mario 2 shit and put it into like Mario 1, right? And like not everything works with everything, but they find ways in which they can either spice things up or do like do like weird twists on things to kind of invoke other games. And so getting into this Mario world, right? Well, this I guess this is called Super World in Mario Maker, which is like just um, a Mario overworld, right? It being like this eight world thing and hopping into it, I've been very impressed with how much I am learning about Mario Maker and stuff stuff that's in there. And I played Mario Maker 2 when it originally came out. And I played like the um, the 100 levels that Nintendo actually made for the game. And playing through this, I feel like I've gotten a more fuller experience out of Mario Maker 2 from a, hey, here's a campaign standpoint than even those original uh, wow. uh, Mario levels did. Yeah, I, I, I loved it. My, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I think my thing with it, uh, one of my things with it that I've gotten over as, I got, as I've gotten further is that my favorite Mario levels are the ones that are usually shorter. Um, Mario 3 is probably my favorite 2D Mario game. And that, that game, I feel like, has such a good balance of hey, these levels are quality, but also you're done with them in like two minutes, right? They're not that, they aren't that long of levels, right? They are made to be to be beaten and tight. And like, you know, each thing is kind of, a, uh, each level is kind of its own mechanic that you're, that you're, you're um, messing around with. This game, Mario, Super Mario Brothers 5, has longer levels, which at first I was like, oh, I do not have the time for this. If I die, I'm getting kicked back. Thankfully, it has actually pretty good checkpoints, but like, it's that thing of, oh, man, I don't want to invest to, like, sit here and then maybe be here for four to five minutes to then finish a level. As I've been getting uh, further and further into it, it's just been the thing of, man, these levels are quality. I really like the di- the, the uh, diversity of them. Like, they, 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 he has certain levels that are, hey, here's a straight-up puzzle level. That is, there are five rooms. You got to figure out how to get the five coins in uh, in the level and, like, navigate the rooms and really get to, to, get to learn the level. He has really good platforming challenges. He has stuff that... For me, made me go, oh shit! Did not expect that. Like there are actual moments in this thing that I had, um, in terms of like, you know, hey, let's make a quick reference to Mario Galaxy and have you like fly through a level real quick, stuff like that. Where uh, it, he caught me off guard with some of the level design that delighted me and had had me really into it. So I've really enjoyed this thing. Now, Andy, they, you hate good times. Why do you hate this game? It was just kind of boring. I, I've I've spent a lot of time with Mario Maker uh, in my in my past. Um, but you're one of the guys who plays the infuriating levels on stream and sits there and screams like you're just you're you're twisted. No, but I'm the type that will also open up Super Mario World because I think it's the best Mario game ever made, and it's That's just man. really fun and and great, and it's a good time. But uh, for me, a lot of these levels just felt like mid mario maker uploads like I, I, wow. i'd get to the end of them and be wow. like I, I don't really uh, that a just damning didn't, review that just didn't do much for me it just felt like and i think w- i was expecting something to be super true to form for what mario feels like but i think maybe the inclusion of all of the mario maker style gimmicks of the sound effects and all the silly shit i think that's what kind of ruined the experience for me because it just felt like a mario maker level at that point and and what i mean by that is like sometimes you hit a block and you get like a a crowd going yay or you have like a fucking it's just weird silly shit you could do in the levels which i've experienced a lot of in a lot of different mario maker levels and because of that those don't feel like hey this is imagine if nintendo made mario maker or mario 5 this would be Mm -hmm. it all of those additions kind of like turned me off from the experience a bit more um 
I thought it was fine. Like I, I played it for the. I was super stoked to play it because uh, we we did the Latinos in gaming stream that uh, Janet was on as well. And for my section, I was like, oh, I'm gonna play Mario Maker or Super Mario Five. I'm really excited about this. And I was just kind of largely bored by it, uh, unfortunately. Um, See, I I thought that stuff was done well because it was kind of few and far between. I've I've played the Mario Maker levels that are like, all right, yeah, now put a sound effect here, and I put this like weird quirky Mario Maker thing here, and that are like filled with that stuff. Whereas I feel like the, he did a good job of kind of balancing of, hey, this is what I want to do to make it feel like a Nintendo design thing, but also here's kind of what I have to do because. You know, I have this idea that I really want to see through that Mario Maker isn't giving me the tools to uh, uh, to do without kind of getting into the uh, the weird, goofy stuff. Like there are certain uh, like uh, by the end of each world when you're getting into like the Bowser's castle, there is a room before the actual Bowser boss fight that is supposed to be the all right, like checkpoint mushroom. Like you're about to go into a boss fight kind of room. And like he has he builds in those rituals that feel like a okay, this is a video game. Like, this feels like, like, uh, like a full thing. But then there are certain bo- Bowser boss fights that are, and the, <clears throat> it's the Koopalings, actually. There are certain, certain Koopaling boss fights that are, all right, you have the, you know, you're fighting, I'll say Ludwig. I think Ludwig's the name of one. You're fighting Ludwig, and you have um, a, a Hammer Brother here that's, like, built into the wall on the left side. You have another ham- Hammer Brother that's built in the wall, into the wall on the right side. And they're throwing hammers at you while you're fighting Ludwig in, like, this middle platform. And that's that's the kind of thing that you wouldn't get in a traditional Mario game because like it's a little bit janky for what you'd expect out of a Mario thing. But for a Mario Maker two, it is the thing of, well, hey, I I gotta use the tools that I'm given. And so if I'm giving you like this weird this weird thing that might appear gimmicky, at the very least, like it's getting the job done in terms of what the gameplay is. And I think those like the moments of either figuring out what puzzle he's presenting or figuring out how to finish the boss fight uh, or how to beat the boss fight that that that, that he's given you. I think gameplay wise gets the job done of feeling like the, that Nintendo stuff, even though it is very obviously Mario Maker um, level to level. Like, you can all, you can see all the gimmicks. You can see all the weird sound sure. effects. And, like, there there's moments where you're picking up a fucking... You're playing Mario 1, you pick up a Mario 2 mushroom, and then the music <laughs> changes to Mario 2. And it's like, all right, I see what you're doing here. But usually I, it's backed up by, like, a Mario 2 reference or, like, a cool b- a bit of design that, that invokes it. And I'm sure I'd be more into it if it wasn't framed as, like, look, I'll make it part 5 because Nintendo won't. And I think that just really raised my expectations. <laughs> and I expected a really true-to-form experience. And I, I thought it would just be, like, classically Nintendo. But it very much did feel like random Mario Maker levels whenever I do the endless runs and, like, they Damn. just kind of hit you with random created shit, you know? Oh, um, I I, what, I, I, what, I hear what you're saying, but I also when I say creative shit, like, I don't mean like bad levels. Like I just mean like yeah. sure, sure, sure. Levels where somebody's like just trying to make their own kind of silly Mario Maker thing, and whenever you do get those experiences, they they feel like a just a, a random gamer made it made a level, and yeah, it's nothing wrong with it, but it didn't feel like a traditional experience. I think if it was just like mm. yo, check out this world that this guy made. He's like trying to do his own thing. Go, it's like a full game almost. Like, okay, I'll check that out. But I think like I think just framing it and the expectations were raised for me so high that I thought this was gonna feel like, oh shit, I'll do a Nintendo don't, you know? Nintendo won't. Yeah, no, we got it. We got yeah. Nintendo won't. I, I can I can get that. Mm-hmm. I don't I'll think... do what Nintendo will not. If like <laughs> if somebody handed me <laughs> If somebody handed me a cartridge and it said Super Mario Brothers Five and I put it in and it was this, then I'd be where you're at. Where I'm like, oh, I don't know if this is if this is coming together as much as I'd expect for a Super Mario Brothers Five. But for a full Super Mario uh, Maker eight level or eight world 
uh, thing that somebody's presenting, I think it's I think I think it's pretty great. Even in those moments where it is okay, you're doing a, a race to the finish kind of level. I like those <clears throat> those are done like few and far between, and we're done well enough to where I'm like, yeah, no, like this is great. I'm not I'm not fucking dying a million times to this thing like you would in a in a typical uh, Mario Maker level that like usually goes to this kind of thing. And then the next level is usually like, all right, cool. Now here's a fun puzzle, or here's just a regular platforming level, and like. I think he mixes it up enough. And again, none of it is like too fucking hard in a way where I'm like, okay, yeah, no, this was this like this has been a fun time for me. Ladies and gentlemen, you can make up your own mind by going and getting Super Mario Brothers 5 in Mario Maker 2 right now and having a good time with it, just like you had with us today. Of course, this has been the Kind of Funny Games cast. Each and every week, we come together to review, preview, and hang out and talk about games we love and sometimes don't love. If you love that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, where, of course, you can get each and every episode of each and every Kind of Funny podcast ad-free. And, of course, you can ride and be part of the show. You can be a Patreon producer. You could be watching live for the podcast just like i was gonna say game honestness but she's in the chat uh joshy g cameron kennedy and my dog nick 96 r of course if you want to go that extra mile you can support us at the 25 dollar level over there get all of the exclusive bonus shows we do including the 38 episodes a month we're doing of exclusive content on patreon.com slash kind of funny or patreon.com slash kind of funny games because they're unified things of course that's where you can now get kind of feudy so we urge you to go do that but for now this has been the Kind of Funny Games cast. Review season is upon us. We won't be here next week because we'll be launching a studio. And we hope you come watch October 14th for a marathon stream. Janet will be there. Yes. But until next time, it's been a pleasure to serve you. <laughs>